Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio. We are, as you heard, live at the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, brought to you by... Regions Bank. Member FDIC. Mike Salmon alongside Stephen Julian. Good morning, Stephen. Hey, good morning, Mike. To our live listeners, uh, all all 25 of them who listen live, because we do broadcast live, right? You yes, say that, we, and, yeah, yeah. and it's not live on tape like Larry Sanders used to do. I mean, we really are live. You were a minute and a half late today because we were having so much fun getting to talk to our guests. So I can't wait to talk to them. Well, live. well, you're in a jolly mood today because you went to the Braves game last night and they're on the verge of clinching. Braves magic number down to one. Max Freed pitched a gem. And I always like seeing Bryce Harper go 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was a perfect night for you. We've got two great uh, business leaders here in the studio. One is an established business leader that uh, we're looking forward to talking to. And, and the other is up and coming young professional that we're excited about as well one is named bill lingenfelter he's with uh, regions bank he's the atlanta market president yes and the other is cam phillips with the cam phillips group and he is the award winner uh, of 35 under 35 from the Gwinnett Young Professional. Gwinnett Young Professional as one of them. One of them. Because well, another one is producing our show. Exactly. And is, it is uh, gesturing wildly to make sure that <laughs> <laughs> he knows. Sorry. Oh, now she's mad. Okay. Let's, let's go quick. Let's get to the guests. Uh, Bill Lingenfelter, Atlanta Market President, Regions Bank. For those that follow us know Regions Bank is a big part of Business Radio X here in Gwinnett County and we love having some some executives come on and, and they don't get much bigger than you Bill you've been you've been in the business for a while and you're with Regions Bank tell us what you do with Atlanta uh, w- with the Atlanta market and what your day-to-day responsibilities are sure sure Mike thank you for having me on uh, it's a pleasure we're proud to be associated with you guys and uh, glad to be here this morning I've been in this market for well over 40 years. Actually, I worked in Gwinnett County for four or five of those years. And we just want to see our company succeed on a variety of levels. We operate with a standard principle that everything we do has to be um, in the vein of shared value. That means it's good for the bank, it's good for the customer, it's good for the employee, it's good for our shareholders, and it's good for the community. So as long as we keep that focus, I think we're going to continue to be as successful as we already are. Well, there's no doubt we we see all the new branches that are being built here in Gwinnett County, and we've seen the growth over the years. So as we move forward, what is your vision for the Atlanta market and more specifically for the Gwinnett region? What is your vision as you look towards the future? Well, the vision is strictly, uh, if if I had one word to describe it, it'd be growth and healthy growth. And, and I don't mean just for my company and just for my group. It, I mean for our communities overall. And why? Well, everyone knows that if you provide great jobs, then people are prosperous. If people are prosperous, then the communities are prosperous. And our bank, as a result, will be prosperous. Uh, we, we really look for great opportunities, not just in the business community, but in the overall community to help us all be better at what we do and live a life 
that is a high quality life. Hmm. Uh, and and I, every organization I've ever been involved with in Metro Atlanta has had a quality of life element to it because, you know, if you don't enjoy it, if it isn't a good place to be, why do it? And so growth, uh, but again, a a broadband when I talk about that. Um, We want to take care of the clients we have, and we always want new clients. And in order to do that, you've got to build relationships. You've got to build trust, and you've got to meet people where they want to be met. And so we've invested heavily. You mentioned our branches. We've invested millions, I don't know, maybe tens of millions of dollars in the concept that you walk into now when you go into a new region's office. You see, instead of a traditional teller line, you see stations, and the people that work those stations are knowledgeable about, knowledgeable, I can't get that word out, about uh, whether uh, everything, whether it's a transaction, a product, a service, or who the expertise in the bank is that they can refer you to when you have a question. But if, if, if we're not needs-oriented, we're not in business. And so we really work hard to figure out what it is you want, what it is you need, and then deliver to that to those to you. Bill, you talked about shared value and and that being kind of the center of everything you guys do. And and uh, I'm going to do a commercial banking read after this interview, and I'm I'm very nervous because I'm in front of the Atlanta market <laughs> president from Regions Bank. But it, it let me just ask you to focus on on the business community for a second. We are Gwinnett Business Radio, and a lot of business owners and business leaders listen to our show. Um, talk a little bit about what shared value looks like, um, and you've been doing this for a little while. Talk a, do you, think of an example. Think of a story you can kind of refer to to kind of really show that shared value uh, with business leaders of how Regents sure. has been able to help a business. You know, the last time I looked, there were 25,000-plus businesses in Gwinnett County. So it's – and look, this is a booming county. It's a model for the country, not just the state of Georgia, with a, almost, if not – at a million people close to it right now. So it's fertile territory for anybody in banking and for anyone in business. So how do you distinguish yourself? Well, it begins obviously with the people that you hire. We are a very collaborative culture, a very collegial culture. And so when you come to work for us, you've got to be able to partner with all different types of people. You've got a diverse county here. You've got a diverse metro area. Our workforce is diverse. And I don't mean just in skin color it's gender it's religion it's whatever you you apply the term diversity to because that's the community that we live in so it starts with finding the right people and and then making sure that they're well equipped whether it's through training or whether it's through product knowledge or whether it's through people skills they're well equipped to go out to the community and the first thing that that I always ask um a banker when we're about to go on a call aside from you know what's the purpose of the call is you know what are we listening for I mean what are you going to ask and what are we listening for because we're not going to push something on someone we've learned I mean look I told you earlier I've been in this thing 40 something years the, the one thing you can learn faster than anything is when you sell somebody something they don't need they're going to pop it right back to you and they're not going to be very happy about it so you, you know finding what the needs of that company are is how you start to distinguish yourself. And look, we're going to ask a fair price for it. So here's where shared value comes in. We can't go out there and charge someone. And look, LIBOR is not going to be the pricing measure here pretty soon. But we can't ask somebody LIBOR plus three because we can get it. We're going to price something that's fair for that client. But it also means something to the bank and our shareholders. And we're here to make a profit, no question about that. 
but we we don't want to do it at the expense of of, of, of pricing things uh, that uh, to our customers that are not right that aren't fair at the same time I, I don't know how we can deliver anything for free uh, you know like we we're, people are used to you can keep so much money in the bank and not pay service charges that's great one of the things on the horizon that's coming very fast is the is the fact that overdraft fees will probably go away as we have known them our entire lives. And when I was in college, I was very familiar with what an overdraft fee was. <laughs> yeah, raise your so, hand if you, yeah, yeah. I, know, so, I, I know about overdraft and fees. And look, it's a, it's a punitive thing in many respects, but it's also a reasonable, it, it, forget about what it costs, it's a reasonable factor in the relationship. But things have changed, and technology has helped those things change. It, the world finally catches up to what you want to do and what your customer wants. And on the consumer side, I think that's one of the things you're going to see become more of a shared value concept mm-hmm. going forward. Uh, it, it will mean that we do other things to make sure that we cover the cost of carrying someone's overdraft without popping them with a fee per check. Mm-hmm. And the whole industry seems to be headed that way. Uh, I don't know if that answered your question totally, but the idea is that we're going to deliver something at a fair price for you that really meets a need that you have and help you grow your company. Well, you said a lot of great things in there. The thing I heard was you listen. Um, and I think the more a bank listens on an individual basis, and, the, and and you talked about listening on an individual basis going out on a call, and then you talked about listening in terms of something like overdraft fees, which, like you said, has been around a long time. But And maybe some of that's the whole the whole sector of banking, but boy, regions focusing on listening to people. That's, that's, that's a good, that's a good, th- that's shared value. I like that. Yeah. You talk about technology and, and, and the changes, and you've been in the business, as you say, over 40 years. I can only imagine the changes that you've seen in your career. If you go back to when you first started to what banking is today, it, it's got to be night and day. Well, anyone who has ever banked in a branch or worked in a branch can remember well they have to be old as i am but but back in the olden days everything was paper oriented at the end of the day you took the paper and you had to balance the numbers on that paper with the cash in your drawer that hadn't happened in a long time now technology took care of that so oh i don't know maybe a decade or more ago it's just electronically counted for you so at the end of the day if you are out of balance you better count that drawer and make sure you didn't miss something but my point is yes Technology has really changed the operation of the bank, and it it has really provided delivery opportunities to the client that they never thought they'd have, and it's helped our clients on the commercial side of the bank staff appropriately. In other words, the people that they had doing all this paper-oriented stuff for payables or receivables or general banking can now be directed in some other place in that company because so much of that can be electronic. What comes with that is, of course, a certain amount of risk. And it isn't necessarily related to the products I just told you about. But um, And you didn't go down this in your, with your question, but I'm going to tell you, because I've just dealt with it again, and I'm always amazed, uh, when you have a company and you have a process for paying a bill or wiring funds out, make sure that you, you use a lot of face-to-face in that process, not just email-to-email. We have had clients over the years who have had their emails compromised and lost a lot of money because we, we, we do what you tell us to do. We have a process that's very strict and very direct, 
And if all the protocols are followed, your money will go where you want it to go and come to where you want it to come. But if internally in your company, you are not ver verifying or validating almost human to human, on a, at least on the significant transactions, you're open for problems. I'll just tell you that. And, I, and I'm surprised I still see it as much as I do, but there's a certain amount of routine that gets into things in you running your business and, um, you know, things happen, bad things can yeah. happen to you if you let that, if you allow that to become, yeah, the uh, modus operandi, standard operating procedure, that's what I'm trying to say. You gotta have the, the checks and balances and you gotta have the, I'll give you an example. The CEO sends an email to the CFO, send a million and a half dollars to these addresses and most of them are foreign. And the CFO thinks that's common because that's where they send money occasionally. But th there may be a change or a difference in, in one of those directions that they didn't pick up on. And for a million and a half dollars, call the CEO. Call, call him or her direct and say, did you send me this? Because chances are 90% of the time, 95, 99% of the time, maybe they're, they're good. But there's that half a percent or percent where they're not. And we've seen clients lose a lot of money by not just doing some basic and routine things. So, yeah, technology's great, but you got to know how to use it. Bill Lingenfelter is our guest. He's the Atlanta market president for Regions Bank. And you've talked so far about uh, shared values and talked about people. You mentioned the culture a little bit at Regions Bank. How long have you been at Regions now? I've been there almost 14 years. And you, So you've worked with other banks as well. What is it? You, know, you, you talk so much about the shared values. Is that what kind of separates Regions maybe from some of its competitors? I think so. And look, we have, we have many worthy competitors. So we respect the, the Dickens out of them. They're we go up against them every day. But I like to believe, and, I, and I'm, I, I do think, that the difference is always in the people you hire and put in place. And if, if they are, you know, ready to roll with a partner, we don't ever, I'll give you an example of some of the, some of the successes we enjoy because of this. We usually don't make single person calls. Now, we do a lot of them, but in the end, when you're going out to see somebody, you're delivering some sort of value to them. You're not out there to say, howdy doody, we love you, and yeah, we do that, but... Yeah. No, no howdy doody. Yeah, well, I mean, how many, how many clients have time to have you just pop by and say, how's it going? So our mission is to find something of value to bring to the client, and usually that's in the form of a partner who's either representing treasury or wealth or uh, trusts or investments or somebody that can say, hey, well, you know, I've had a chance to look at your operation and your financials and this, that, and the other, and I think we can do this for you. Would you be interested in hearing more about it? And you'd be surprised how well that works. We've got a client, a big client, uh, that started out small, who said, you know, would you please finance some working capital for me? I need to buy some equipment. I need to buy some inventory. I need some vehicles. And I got one building, and, and that client probably now has 15 or 20 buildings that we have financed for, for him and his company over the years because our banker got in there and figured out how their company worked. But more importantly, our banker took our credit person with him on about the second or third call and said, look, these people may owe us a couple of million now, but it's going to be more like 20 or 30 million one day, so let's get to know them really quickly. And your credit partner is probably your most valuable internal partner. They're the ones that underwrite and say, yeah, I like this deal, or this deal has legs, or this deal isn't going to work. So we do, I think, a very effective job of bringing those partners in, and that's where this collaboration happens. You, you are not, 
in an adversarial position with your partner. You're in a collaborative scenario with your partner, and that makes the difference. For I us. just well, I want to just add, Bill, too. You know, J.D. Mueller, of course, who is sure. a, a, a regional um, executive with Regions, has his show here, Regions Business Radio. Every time he's talking about your clients and your partners, he always says we. Never says they or them. It's always we. And so that just kind of nails down your point right there. Yeah. Well, J.D.'s one of our best, too, so that helps. But it is true. I mean, and I think that's what distinguishes us. We're just not in an internal competition. We don't pay people differently. We don't incent people to be independent contractors. And, you know, but we spend an awful lot of time around a table before we ever go see a client talking about what we need to do and what we think their needs are and what we think might help them succeed. Bill, you've done a wonderful job of kind of uh, pulling back the curtain and letting people see what goes on at Regions and what makes Regions different, especially as the Atlanta market president. Let me give you an opportunity as we kind of close out this interview to speak to our listeners. Um, there's a there's a room full of business leaders and business owners who listen to our show who all have commercial banking relationships. And I know you're not going to run down the competition because there are a lot of great banks people can go to. But I do want to just kind of let you talk to them and say, what is, what is one focus area that businesses should be paying attention to in today's economy in regard to their bank? You know, the great question. We've made it really easy for you to bank anywhere, not just with regions, but anywhere. You can go online. You can call away a hundred number. You can use your telephone, et cetera, et cetera. My, my question is always, can you get your banker on the telephone? If he's on vacation or she's out of the bank for some reason, can you get that person's boss on the telephone and that person's boss? I mean, I make, I don't know how many calls a year, a ton of them. I want to know our customers. I probably will never know them as well as our bankers do, but I want to know who they are. They're valuable to us. To all those business leaders out there listening, we want to be your bank, and I'll come see you anytime you want me to as long as I'm working and you know able to but my point is can you get that person when you need them and will they show up and will they deliver for you and and that's what we really strive to do every single business day it's hard and, to and share by the way i'll tell you during ppp and this is this is we got calls at three and four o'clock in the morning so and our bankers <laughs> answered them they go you know woke up and they answered the phone and and calm people uh, that were nervous at the time that was a great process in the end it worked out very well i'm sorry you know that's all right you know a great stepping forward of sharing values is having conversations and face to face or in in the bank or in the person's place of business that that speaks of shared value so well done sir bill lingenfelter again the atlanta market president for regions bank for those that would like to find out more about your products and your services and your people and your culture and all that the website would be regions.com it's well, a simple one that is a simple one <laughs> bill great to see you thank you so much for coming uh, in you guys are nice to have me thank you so much well the other thing people should do is listen to this no hold on Be- well okay, before so. before you do the regions read wow which we do every every show i'm going to give bill the bell and if he thinks you've done a good enough job, oh he will ring the bell. Excuse me. Let me if he does water. not think you've done a good enough job, he will not ring the bell. No bell. Oh my goodness! Hold on. There's the bell, Bill. <laughs> okay, these are directional <laughs> microphones, but I gargled off direction. Well, that does not count. Do you need some motivation week. from our next speaker? From, yeah, from Cam, Cam Phillips. <laughs> well, actually, he's probably judging too. He's not judging. He's he is giving me positive vibes because you're right he is a he is a, a motivational speaker and an author and educational consultant so but other than that steven give me some vibes here cam 
other than that, no pressure. No pressure. No at pressure all. at all. No, uh, not at all. I've only done this for for about a year. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Me, me, mo, mo, me, me. All right. Here we go. We all know that keeping your company's financial future on track means having the right resources to support your growth. Regions Commercial Banking offers you lending capabilities and strategic solutions tailored to your needs. And you'll work with a team of experienced bankers here in Gwinnett. Discover steps to take that can help move you closer to your business goals. Regions is here to help. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Regions Bank. Member FDIC. Oh, great job. Great multiple job. Well bells. Done. I don't well have done. to leave. I've never seen you do it with so much passion. I'm going to do it with this much passion every time because <laughs> I just got this the seal of approval, the bell of approval from Bill Lingenfelter. And what's even better is our next interview is going to be better than that read. Cam Phillips is with the Cam Phillips Group. He's a speaker. He's an author, educational consultant. I mean, he does it all. Cam, Cam what do you think about uh, Steven's job there? I think he channeled his good energy and delivered. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Of course he's going to say nice things. Of course. You you set me up for success, Mike. Thank you. You're such a great host and a great boss. Bill gave you several bells there. I know, several bells. Wow. Cam Phillips, it's the Cam Phillips Group. Cam, give us a broad overview of what the Cam Phillips Group is all about. Yeah, so the main mission is to just help students navigate through difficult transitions. That's the goal. Um, I do that through speaking engagements, workshops, and staff trainings. And pretty much through those trainings, we focus on social emotional learning topics. Um, those topics vary um, across a broad spectrum, but the main goal is just to help students improve their personal development, uh, career trajectory, and emotional well-being. Is the first step that you're looking to get involved is is in a school, or is it through community organizations, church, all, all, all of the above? Yeah, great question. So yeah. the primary institution I work with are schools, middle schools, high schools, colleges, mm-hmm. um, youth-serving organizations, and then nonprofits that focus on um, students who may have more troubled backgrounds. Okay. Um, does your relationship with those uh, organizations typically start with a uh, uh, one speaking engagement or are you able to kind of go, hey, I've got I've got multiple things that I can do to engage with the students and with the uh, uh, people attending? Yeah. So it's more multiple. So okay. I also have a book that has most of my content in it. So a lot of times people want students to get motivated in some capacity. Right. They want a speaker to come in to really spark that change. And that's where I can add value. But also, once you spark that change, once you spark that fire, you have to feed it, right? Someone can be motivated, but until you move that motivation to application, it doesn't really matter in the long run. So that's where I'll come into schools and do more workshops, um, work with a group of students to where meeting with them every other week. I'll do that for nonprofits. Um, And at that point in time, I'm coming in on a more recurring basis. Also understand every school, every organization, they have their own way of reaching those students. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes it's me, all right, I know that you already have the trust of your students. Let me come in, let me do a staff workshop. And from there, my book is formatted to where they can go with the students and do that on a one-on-one So it's not just they have to come to you and do what you want. You can kind of go, hey, where are you guys at? What are you trying to accomplish? Let me tailor what I'm doing to fit what you've already accomplished and what your next steps are. Exactly. I like that. We're talking with Cam Phillips, and Cam, you're a young professional. You are one of the uh, award winners, 35 under 35, Gwinnett Young Professionals. Uh, Congratulations on that, along with our own Amanda Pierch, who I know is very proud of that. But you actually had a career in finance before you decided to get into what you are today. uh, Talk about the motivation to do that and make that change. Without a doubt, without a doubt. So a lot of things Bill was saying really resonated with me. In my time in finance, you won't find a company that won't tell you about their values first. 
if that's really important to them. And as I was in finance, as I, so I guess going back a little bit, I graduated from Emory University, majored in economics, stepped into the finance world, and was working in that world for about seven to eight years. I um, worked for companies like E-Trade, Alliance Bernstein, JP Morgan, and their private bank. And throughout that time, I started to see how companies that do improve, they have to have those values as their foundation, right? They have to have something that they're going towards. And the companies that fall are always just looking for the next quick move. It doesn't really tie into their bigger picture. And when I think about my background, when I think about me as a child, when I think about me as a student, and the decisions I was making, nobody ever talked to me about those values. Nobody ever really had me establish those for myself. Um, a lot of us, our values are rooted in our faith and what our parents say, but as you get older, you start to question everything. Um, so as I went through my journey and I fell on a path that I wasn't happy with, I started to think, how can I help the next generation not do what I've done? Um, a lot of people who are in the corporate world, I was one of them. I was financially stable. I was happy um, from the outside, but on the inside, I was broken. Mm. And I realized that my values weren't intact. I wasn't making decisions based on that, that tied to my vision. Um, and what I love is, is on that journey, as you decided to uh, change from that career to now, you, you kind of went back to maybe where it started maybe there where there was a key point in your journey or in many people's journey which is talking to students talking to middle high school and college students and so let me go back to the very first thing you said when when mike asked you hey what is what is the cam phillips group all about it's to help students navigate through difficult transitions that's a great answer that probably has 750 different things that that are you know what are some of the key transitions that you really see that you really want to be the person standing in the gap or at least helping in the gap of these transitions what are those major transitions that you see happening in across campuses and young people for sure so i tend to target or tend to focus on students who are just entering high school so ninth grade mm -hmm. just entering college so freshmen and then people who are entering the workforce so as you're stepping into those new transitions, a lot of times you're reevaluating who you are. You're questioning your identity. And if you don't have that established, you're gonna fall into whatever crowd that's in there. Um, a lot of people, when you're moving from college to the workforce, your job ends up becoming who you are. And that shouldn't be the case. You should join a company to where your values align with their values. Um, to where if you do happen to lose that job, you do have to move, you're not questioning your whole existence, you're not questioning your whole purpose, you've already established that. Mm -hmm. um, so those are typically the transitions that I focus on. Nice. As you uh, go on this journey now and you've, you've had some experience helping folks, do you have maybe a favorite story that you can share, uh, a success story? Yeah, so it's always, it's cool talking on stage, it's cool having the applause and everything like that, but it's really the interactions after that I remember the most. So literally um, yesterday, I had someone contact me on LinkedIn, older gentleman, and he just started telling me about how he resonated with my story, mm. how he went through a difficult life transition. And when you hear someone else's story, it makes you feel like you're not alone. It makes you feel like, all right, I can talk to somebody about this. And from there, that healing allows you not to carry those scars with you as you continue to progress. Um, so it's those interactions, it's me talking to a kid and I'm very open, I'm very transparent when I'm sharing my story because I believe a lot of times what people don't share publicly are what other people need to hear to succeed. So when they hear certain things that their teachers can't really tell them, um, when they hear certain things that their parents may not admit, then they feel like I can relate to you. 
Mm. They feel like you get me. I feel seen. I feel heard. And from there, we can switch from just a behavior modification and telling kids, hey, follow these rules to a real mindset transformation, which they can carry on for the rest of their life. I like it. So uh, obviously, at the end of uh, our little interview, we're going to give you an opportunity to tell people and uh, about where they can get you booked as a speaker or have you come in and, and work with their organizations. But I want to give you an opportunity. Uh, you've mentioned a book a couple times. Talk a little bit about that. And also, is is that only available when you come speak or is that available for uh, sale to the general public? Yeah, yeah. So the book is called The Bigger Picture, A Guide to Personal, Relational and Emotional Growth. And essentially, the target market is ages 14 to 21, and it just provides a very relatable, interactive framework for them to build on their personal, um, create healthier relationships, and sustain that emotional happiness. So the book, it's split up into three different sections. These are based off the workshops I was doing Mm -hmm. and the different speeches, because like I said, you can come and you can motivate, but then you leave, and that dies down. Um, Mm -hmm. So the first section is called Values to Vision, and essentially... The main concept of that is your values dictate your decisions, your decisions form your process, your process guides your journey, and your journey leads you to that vision. Mm. So it walks us through, first off, what are your core values, being intentional about that. It walks us through creating a mission statement. It walks them through establishing what their story is, because everybody has a story, everybody's special, everybody's been through something. And then it gives them tangible takeaways on how do I set purpose-driven goals. the second part is the five C's of connection. And something else Bill mentioned was the value of community with his bank. Um, the five C's of connection, it starts with the communication style. And the overview of this is once I got into the corporate world, once I saw all the resources that they were putting into my development and the development of their young talent, it's like, we need to start doing this at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts off with communication style and then goes to confidence and having that confidence when you're at the table, knowing, all right, I'm expert at these different things goes to community um, focuses on diversity and the importance of it to building a good team goes through conflict management and just conflict is going to arise how are you going to handle it and then crucial conversations because a lot of times if it's in any type of relationships we don't know how to have those conversations we don't have the tools to do that and then the last part it's probably what i'm most passionate about it's mental health magic so magic stands for mindfulness attitude gratitude inspiration and circle of support and one thing it's, I'm not going to sit here and tell the kids, hey, don't get mad, just meditate, and everything will go away, right? You have to have those tools that when the storm hits, I know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just walks them through how to go through that process. Um, I like that. Cam, you seem very wise beyond your years. <laughs> <laughs> and I know there's so much to talk about, but uh, we're getting th- close to the end of the show. Uh, as you move forward, wh- wh- how do you see you growing the business? And, and what do you see your- yourself doing You know, five years from now? For sure, for sure. So one thing that I really focus on is just impact. And how can I not just impact students now, but generations to come? Because um, I'm not the only motivational speaker. Everybody has their circles. And it's me partnering with different organizations in regards to mentoring their youth so they're equipped to mentor younger people. Um, You say I'm wise, but I'm not saying anything that an older person hasn't told me at some point in time, right? Um, But I realize that the value um, of just being relatable to students at this moment and then creating a trickle-down effect. Um, So that's my bigger picture. That's my my vision for how the company is going to run. Yeah. And, and as you kind of said uh, uh, eloquently just earlier, is you're, you're reaching people at an earlier age, too, 
why aren't we taught a lot of these things, these things at an earlier age? Um, your website is? My website is CameronPhillips.com. And that's Cameron with a K. Cameron with a K. K-A-M-E-R-O-N. Yep. Phillips.com. Uh, can they get the book through that? Everything is on the website? Yeah, so you can get the book through the website. Um, you can also get it on Amazon, just the bigger picture, Cam Phillips. Um, and also, I do do bulk sales for schools. So typically, um, they'll contact me directly if they're looking to do bulk sales to get a little discount on those. And uh, I know we gave the website, but you are a little bit younger than us. So what other what other social handles, what handles, other social media places do you want people to go? Yeah, so social media on all platforms is it's ITS Cam Phillips with a K. He liked that I that I asked that question. I, in the loop. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not as old as as I feel. That was good. And you and you encouraged me by responding well to that question. Cam, great stuff. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you. Cam Phillips joining us here on Gwinnett Business Radio. Also, a big thank you to our other guest, Bill Lingenfelter, the Atlanta Market President for Regions Bank. Member FDIC. Now, Mike, uh, I have to. Given the fact that you made a, you know, I, first of all, I got the bell from Bill, and that that's wonderful. I got encouraged from Cam, and that's great. But then you pointed out, you know, wow, that was like the best you, that was the most impassioned you read in a long time. Yeah. So I have to <laughs> yeah. give that level of love at least to our wonderful studio sponsor because Gwinnett Business Radio does come, does emanate every week from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios. Cam, take the bell. Take the bell, oh, Cam. Man, Dad, we're going to have Cam have to gargle you on again? this one. Okay. No, you don't have to gargle again. Yeah. He doesn't have to grade. Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Enjoy big savings and a hassle-free experience. At Subaru of Gwinnett, where real people sell cars, visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today or come in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaruist like the great Mike Salmon, then check out their Facebook page and other social media platforms for the latest news, offers, and community events. I don't hear a bell. Not yet. I don't hear a bell yet. Oh, oh, oh it was a it was a dramatic pause, is what it was. Well done by the speaker. <laughs> Thanks to our guests for playing along and and joining in the the tomfoolery that goes on every week here at Gwinnett Business Radio. A reminder: if you want to follow us, if you're younger than us and do all the social media stuff, because apparently Stephen says we're too old for this. We're on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and um, Twitter at Gwinnett Radio X. We're not too old to do that. We're too old to be involved in all of the platforms and some of the platforms my children don't do coming and in 2022 do, do. tiktok baby that's right uh, going at business radio on tiktok <laughs> going at business radio on tiktok uh, okay so uh yeah we're hip we are hip we're hip we're cool we're happening fools. yeah we are so with that for steve and i mike and we'll see you thank you amanda for producing we'll see you next time here on Gwinnett business radio